This week, what does the future of RVing look like, particularly when it comes to electricity? Electrified RVs are coming, and I flew out to Silicon Valley to see one, and I interviewed the founder of a new company called Pebble about the Pebble Flow, their new RV that is coming next year, and you're not gonna wanna miss all the details about this. Plus, we give you a recap of all of our travels over the last couple of weeks. It's been a doozy and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. Fall is coming. Let's get going. L.L. Bean wants to help you make the most out of this spectacular season with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors. For fall hikes, when it's cold in the morning and warm in the afternoon, layering becomes very important. You don't want to get chilled and you don't want to sweat through your clothes either. A good rule of thumb is to start out dressed as if the temperature is 10 degrees warmer than it is. So once you start generating body heat, you won't get overly hot. For more tips, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 295 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more. We are in the throes of so much right now. First of all, it's, it's rainy and icky and foggy and I actually kind of love it. Basically but, our life for the next <laughs> five months. No. We have been very busy getting the apartment ready um, and dealing with ordering furniture and, and all that sort of stuff. Our couch just arrived today. We bought a couch. Abby has been busy cleaning and getting everything moved in while I do all the sort of work things. So it's been, it's been a doozy, but not just because of that, but because we just went all the way to Palm Springs, California to get the Sabre and bring it back here. Yes, so we saw the Sabre for the first time in nine months and we had a little bit of stress about it because yeah. a hurricane went through that area during the time and actually, there were quite a lot of road closures since the last time we had been in the like, area. Like road gone. Yeah, the, just the gone. Two road. There's you know four roads leading into the closest intersection to our storage, and two of them gone. In fact, Apple and Google would not route us <laughs> to the storage unit, so that didn't leave us with a whole lot of confidence. But we were kind of holding out hope that our storage unit would have contacted us if maybe our saber was no longer there or had floated down uh, out into the desert. Thankfully though, it was there. Everything was fine. It looked great. It had gotten so hot though inside the saber over the summer that it actually melted crayons or crayon that had been left <laughs> on the counter. Uh, that was completely melted. So it definitely gets hot. But that in, was the only thing that, that went was wrong. the only thing. It was that amazing. Was it was amazing. So we picked that up. But prior to that, Jason, as he mentioned in the intro, had been to Silicon Valley. I had done a two-day drive from the Quad Cities area all the way out to meet Jason in Vegas. And then we trekked on where we went to Disneyland. We met our new niece. Then, of course, we picked up the Sabre and we saw some more family. And then we drove all the way back to Kansas City and we loaded up the Sabre with all the things my parents have been holding on to for for seven years. Really, RVs make 
excellent moving dance. I just want to put that out there. And because the, the saber wasn't really quite ready for us to stay in, because we haven't been in it for nine months and we pulled the batteries out of it and all kinds of stuff like that, we we couldn't stay in it. So over the course of the last couple of weeks, between the two of us, I think we've stayed in at least 10 hotels. Yes, so we are going to unpack all of this, all of these two weeks, because there were some really crazy shenanigans that we got into uh, both together and individually as we were traveling. But we are gonna do all of that over on Detour. Detour is the after the show podcast that we do for Mile Marker Plus members. If you are interested in learning more about that, you go over to rvmiles.com slash milemarkers. You can come over and join the conversation. You can get all of the past Detour episodes and you will be supporting what we do here at RV Miles, which we cannot say thank you enough. Of course, all of that travel began on the day after our event uh, closed, the 2023 homecoming rally, the inaugural homecoming rally. We're definitely doing it next year. Uh, we'll be announcing the date soon. They'll be ready to book soon. Uh, but we had such a great time meeting so many of you, and we, uh, are, we can't wait to do oh it again. Gosh. We had we had great times with people. We had great food and camaraderie. It was great to have family there. And we had a, uh, we had an epic cornhole tournament. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Which I have to come back next year because Grant and I have to, uh, we took second. We stepped back and we let some others take oh, the trophy. So next you did year, not. we do want to come you back. You did not gonna go let your let, dad take the trophy. Yes, listen, you know, Grant and I exchanged across, yes. across the room. We exchanged a look and that look said, you know what? You've never Let's let your dad humble, win at anything. Just humble because, ourselves Just before. because Michael was on his team did not mean you let him win. I just <laughs> wanted, I wanted them to go home with the Garmin. Yeah. That was important. So mm -hmm. I said, I'm not today. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one. And I just, I lobbed it a little, a little over to the right. So <laughs> it's okay. You're welcome, dad. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm very excited to share with you this interview yes. I did uh, with the folks at Pebble. This Bing Ray Yang is the founder and CEO of Pebble. And this New RV, it is a, a prototype that I got to tour. They flew me out to Silicon Valley to tour it. And I have a full tour up on the RV Miles uh, YouTube channel. Uh, but this is a sit down conversation I had with the CEO to talk about uh, some of the things that they're thinking about in building this. You know, building a, an RV in Silicon Valley is quite different than, than building one in Elkhart. And they're engineers and folks from companies like Tesla and Google coming together to sort of reinvent what an RV is is like. And there are a lot of interesting things in here to glean out there. So I, I'm excited to bring this interview to you, uh, but also check out the full tour video of the Pebble on our YouTube channel as well. You know what will be missing from that interview though is the third person on this podcast today, which is the dog next door. So if you yeah. can hear this on the audio, just know that we can too, and this dog is very, very excited to see us out here in the backyard with our cameras, and it really wants all of you to know that it too loves RV Miles. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have that interview for you with the folks at Pebble. Bark right back. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the Park Wolf app. Ever found yourself in the heart of a national park, surrounded by beauty, but unsure where to go or what to see? That's where Park Wolf comes in. Park Wolf is the ultimate app for exploring national parks. 
As you drive, the GPS shows you what's coming up on the road and an audio guide will fill you in on what's there so you can decide if it's worth a stop for you or not. Gas running low, looking for a bite to eat or a bathroom break? ParkWolf's got you covered. It keeps track of the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover areas. And the best part, it works without an internet connection. And if you're a wildlife enthusiast, you'll love ParkWolf's wildlife maps and sighting notifications. So before you set off on your next national park adventure, download the ParkWolf app for your iPhone from the App Store. It's your ultimate guide to national parks. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight-distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. So I'm sitting with Bing Ray Yang, the CEO of Pebble, inside the Pebble Flow. And this is a wild departure to me from what I normally experience when I sit in an RV for the first time. And mainly because it's what a lot of people have been asking for. It's an automotive type design. You feel like all the fit and finish on the inside and the outside is like a car more than it is like your typical RV out there. Is it the electric platform that allowed you to sort of make that departure? Or have you just been able to start from the beginning now because you've spent so much time RVing and, and learning about RVing that you've been able to do just something totally different, regardless whether it's electric or not? Um, it's all of that. Yeah. We started from a clean sheet of paper and really reimagined where RV could be from the ground up totally. Um, we look at bringing in the latest technology from automotive and consumer electronics into this type of product. And we look into how can we design the product to be uh, modern, sleek, yet it blends in with nature. It doesn't compete with nature, right? And lastly, it's really about the user experience, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I came from a lot of uh, RVing, a lot of trips I've done myself. Many of our teams have done the same thing. So we understand what the pain point of the RVing is. Yeah. We also understand the good part of RVing. So what we've done is essentially creating the experience that automates the hardest part of the RVing that took away all these hassles. So what you left with, the consumer left with, is this the best part of the RVing, which is the freedom. Mm -hmm. So you, you've given me sort of a, a tour here. We've looked at everything and learned about everything that this unit does. But so mm -hmm. talk, talk the listeners through, first of all, what you've done with the towing experience and how that's different in a product like this? Towing is a big challenge for a lot of people uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, to starting with, you need a proper tow vehicle. A lot of times, a half-ton pickup truck is not even enough to cut it, right? And if people has SUV, uh, a family SUV, they're left out unless you buy another separate rig to tow. So when we start out designing the Pebble Flow, we want to make the towing experience as easy as possible, as safe as possible, and as accessible as possible. So those are all important goals for us. We want people to be able to tow with a full-size SUV and easily with a half-ton pickup truck. And we want that to be safer as well. So to achieve that, 
we've done a number of things. Um, we've designed the entire exterior of the pebble flow to be very aerodynamic so that uh, this really slipped through the air. And uh, when you're towing it, especially in crosswind, when you have a semi truck that's zooming by right next to you, your trailer is very stable. And on top of it, we've added motor, not just one, but two. We have a dual motor active propulsion assist system. So we call this feature easy tow. So oh, what this entails is while the pebble flow is being towed, it's self-propelled. The motors are working to propel the pebble flow. So your tow vehicle doesn't have to put in that much of a work, right? And on, uh, on top of all this, that we have all the intelligence built in that allow us to really give the right amount of propulsion, the right amount of braking when you need it to really optimize the experience. So what the user will get in the end is when they're towing the pebble flow, they don't feel like they're towing much at all. When they're accelerating, they don't feel like their tow vehicle is working as hard. When they're going down the hill, they don't have this fear that, hey, is my trailer gonna stop in time when if the car in front of me, you know, hit the brake all of a sudden, they don't they don't need to worry about all of that. It's just that simple and easy. So you don't need you don't need a sway control hitch because the the motors handle the sway control. You don't need a brake controller um, because the motors handle all the braking and you've got the computer inside is telling it when there's a brake event or when there's a sway event and it's dealing with all of that on its own without knowing anything from the tow vehicle, right? That's correct. Yeah, everything is uh, standalone mm -hmm. in the Pebble Flow that does all of this for you. You don't have to install this, you don't have to install that. In fact, all these things that you, br you brought up, uh, brake controllers, anti-sway bar, weight distribution hitch, they're all pain points today. They're, they're patches because the, the trailer itself is not well engineered. Yeah. So we've really engineered this from the get-go so you don't need any of these other things, other patches. It just works and safe, it's easy. So and since you put motors on the axle, you can move this around itself with uh, an app you can move it in the campsite without being attached to the trailer, which is really cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be great for people trying to fit it into storage. Uh, but if you want to get that exact right spot in a campsite, you can move it around yourself on an iPad that you've included, an actual iPad, not not some sort of cheap knockoff um, tablet with no name on it, but an actual iPad. And in doing that, you've also made hitching up easier. Tell us about the magic hitch feature. This is one of my favorite feature. Um, so um, hitching is another pain point for a lot of RVer today, right? When when I first started RVing, right, I realized that hitching is not easy. I consider myself a pretty good driver, right? But the problem is you you almost pretty much have to have two persons. Mm -hmm. One person points you in in where you need to go, and another person that's trying to back it up. Like even with a rear view view camera, it's it's still a very difficult task. And imagine if you only have one person, you have to get in and out and do it all the time, mm -hmm. right? Um, so we we want to eliminate that hassle for our customers. So we have this platform that's essentially a a big robot on wheel. So it has the intelligence, it has the maneuverability to basically handle the entire hitching process automatically. So we use computer vision, we use advanced robotic algorithm. We have one of the most sophisticated compute that's on par with uh, what you find in the most advanced automotives today to 
to handle all these uh, processing so that with a touch of button, the Pebble Flow will see where the hitch bar is and will automatically align and it will position itself and it will move slowly and steadily towards the hitch bar and automatically dock on it. That's, That's how simple That's, it is. That's really yeah. great. We've talked about how a lot of truck manufacturers are trying to do that sort of thing where it, it comes down in the back and then it raises up into the hitch ball. But but you still have to be able to see where you're you're going. You have to know that you're back far enough. That's always my challenge is knowing that I've That's backed right. up far enough. Even though I can see it through my rear view yeah. camera, I have no idea if I'm actually back far enough. So that's a really interesting way to solve it for me is that you've got the trailer can move itself forward and drop down on it. Now, of course, all of this is possible because it's an electric vehicle. So you've got a an electric vehicle battery riding between the frame rails, I presume, underneath. That's right. um, and in doing so, you've been able to eliminate propane. So all of the air conditioning, the heating, the refrigerator, uh, water heater, that is all done through electricity, right? That's right. And uh, in that can be charged through solar. It can be charged at a campsite. All of that. What about when you're at the campsite? Say you're towing it with an electric vehicle right. and you're at the campsite. Mm -hmm. What about towing? What What about charging both at the same time? You have to do it one at a time. Yeah. So you can charge, for example, charge electric vehicle first and then charge the pebble flow, right? After your electric vehicle is fully charged. Or you can simply just prioritize on charging your electric vehicle and just let solar to replenish the power in mm -hmm. the pebble flow as well. There are a variety of different ways that uh, you can charge the pebble flow. Uh, we want it to be as easy as possible, especially especially for people who's not well-versed in electric vehicles. You know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. majority of Americans out there, right? So uh, you can charge this through a DC fast charging station like an EV. You can charge this through a level one or level two AC charging station. There are a lot of them uh, in the public. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also install that at home. You can charge through your normal 110 or your 240 dryer washer uh, outlet, you know, directly. Mm -hmm. You can charge it through 30 amp or 50 amp hookup at the campsite like a normal RV. Yeah. You can charge it through solar if you want. And the best part. Um, if you're, especially if you're towing with a gas vehicle, you don't want to stop by the gas station and the electric vehicle charging station. You can charge the pebble flow simply by towing it mm -hmm. yeah. and use motor to regenerate and charge the battery. Yeah. That's how simple it is. So with the battery capacity you have and running your air conditioner and your heating and your water heater, water heater and furnace are two things in particular that... You know, a lot of people wouldn't be running off of electricity when they're boondocking. What do you think is the amount of time somebody could be out boondocking in a vehicle like this? Yeah, uh, we have a 45 kilowatt hour battery on board and combined with one kilowatt, over one kilowatt of solar on the roof. Uh, we expect our customer to be able to boondock for up to a week. So talk to me a bit about the inside. We talked about the, the towing experience and, um, but the inside is a, a wild departure from, <laughs> from a lot of RVs we see out there. I always joke about how like the outside never matches the inside and the inside of this feels, it feels incredibly modern, but it feels really cozy. Talk to me about some of the choices that you made in designing the interior of the space. Yeah. Um, so very early on we have. Uh, set out a few key goals for the inside and um, 
a lot of RVs I've experienced personally myself and our team has experienced all feel very claustrophobic, mm -hmm. right? We want people, our customer to be inside and feel very airy and open. And we also want them to be able to feel connected to the outside because when they go out camping, they want to enjoy the great outdoors, right? They don't want to be just trapped inside a box with cabinets all over, you know, right next to your face. So we designed this entire layout to be very open, uh, very airy. We prioritize uh, a number of features that uh, really enable uh, this space to be freed up uh, in a flexible way. For example, um, my personal favorite is our room flip feature. In the back of our vehicle, we have a Murphy bed that flips up to uh, turn into a office, a very generous office desk. And two people can be very comfortable working side by side. And it really opened up the space. I'm, I'm looking at it right now and just the, the length and the openness of the space there is just amazing. Normally, we have a bathroom that's completely transparent, right? That really give people and uh, our customer the sense of space and openness when they're inside. Uh, but when they need the privacy inside with a head, uh, with a, a flip of a switch, you can turn this opaque yeah. to have the privacy. And in yeah. fact, you've done that on all the windows in in the Pebble Flow, right? That's so right. you can there's no blinds. You just you just flip a switch, and all the windows go opaque. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a really uh, elegant solution to to the problem of having blinds that bang back and forth and that break easily and, and are expensive to put in in the first place. That's right. And and they really control the size of window you yeah. have too, right? Yeah. They protrude out into the space and Absolutely. all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have 270-degree panoramic window all the way inside and that really brings the outside in, even if you're mm -hmm. uh, staying inside the pebble fall. I love that all of the cabinets have like really sturdy latching, both it's both magnetic and a physical latch and soft close uh, drawers and all that so that when you're bouncing down the road stuff just isn't going to fly open it seems like you've really thought about the the usability experience in a way that i think a lot of rv manufacturers haven't thought of one thing that really sets pebble flow apart uh, from anything that's out there is that it's never idle um i learned this that most rvs People tend to only use them about two to three weeks a year. And the rest of the time is just sit in storage. It's very wasteful. You know, you have all this material that accumulated to build this product and it just sit in storage, right? Uh, with the Pebble Flow, we believe a lot of our customers will use it all the time. When they have this park at home, it's your bonus room, it's your home office. You can turn this into a guest home too. It's probably a nicer guest home and a lot of other uh, people, yeah. you know, uh, than what people have at home, right? Yeah. And when you're ready to go out with your family and enjoy the great outdoors, this is an RV, you take it with you, mm -hmm. right? Um, the the last, another aspect uh, of how Pebble will be useful even when it's stationary is the energy. So, um, as you know, with climate change, the, there's more and more natural disasters. Uh, we have blackout. We have a lot of blackouts in the Silicon Valley. Like this is the one of the most advanced societies in the world here. Yeah. Yet we have multiple blackouts a year. Yeah. So people have to purchase generators, have to remember to fill up the tanks in order to last through the blackout. And some of them embrace electrification. So they bought uh, home energy storages such as like Tesla Powerwalls, right? Outfit their homes so that they can they can have the, the uh, peace of mind with the Pebble Flow. 
and with this much of a battery capacity, it's actually three and a half times the Tesla Powerwall capacity, you can use this as a home energy back, uh, backup. So plug into your home, it will power up your entire home for days. Nice. nice. It's never idle. We've talked about sort of the, the towing and we've talked about the uh, interior. Talk to me about when you think this is coming to market and, and what the process of, of actually getting these into people's hands is going to be like. Yeah. So we're, it's a super exciting time at Pebble. You can pre-order one now at pebblelife.com with a $500 fully refundable deposit. Uh, we plan to take this product to production by end of 2024. For people who want to experience the Pebble flow in person, we're taking this vehicle to LA Auto Show from November 17 to November 26. Well, I think you have built a, a fantastic prototype here. I'm really interested to see it come to market and, and see um, if all the people that have told me over the years that they want an RV that is designed more in an automotive way, um, where it is more aerodynamic, it, it is built to more exacting standards and is built to last, will actually buy them, then I think you've got a winning product on your hands. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. You know, when you get outdoors, it changes your perspective on things. You feel more relaxed. You're inspired to be more active. You discover new places. And fall is the perfect time to shift how you see things. And an e-bike is a great way to do it. We've been traveling with electric e-bikes now for almost a year, and they've been great for extending what you can see in national parks and for getting out of the campground without having to lug the truck everywhere. Plus, you save a bit on traditional transportation costs like gas, parking, and maintenance. Electric e-bikes ship free, they come fully assembled, and they're foldable for easy travel and storage anywhere you go. Go to electricebikes.com to learn more about their wide selection of e-bikes. They start at just $7.99 with the XP Lite. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E bikes.com. You can even get financing as low as $73 a month so you can get started today. All right, we are back and we have we have moved to avoid the the barking dog who was really interested in us. <laughs> oh, so, so excited to be a part of this show. I want to thank again Bing Ray Yang for, for joining us. Uh, the Pebble Flow is now available for pre-order. It's just a small deposit. You know, that thing that all these sort of new companies are doing whenever Tesla puts out a new car, they do a small, a small deposit. Uh, but the pricing surprised me, $109,000. I really okay. thought it was going to be much higher. And I think you can compare that really easily to an Airstream of the same size. And I think you get a lot more out of that than an Airstream of the same size. So we'll have the details in the description if you're interested in, in getting involved in the pre-order process or learning more about the Pebble Flow. All right, well, it is now time to check the level of our tanks. Sponsored by our friend Matt's RV Reviews Liquefied Toilet Tank Treatment, the no BS toilet treatment. You can find it in our Amazon store over at amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. Okay, Jay, what's in your black tank this week? Uh, my black tank is that some of you are liars. Big what? liars. <gasps> Booking.com just oh. did this big survey of travelers, a big survey, like travelers around the world. And it turns out that 70% of Americans and a, a little bit less of everybody else, about 50% of everybody else, enjoy the anonymity of, of travel and sort of pretending 
to be somebody else. I think that's normal, that um, you sort wait. of feel like you're a little, you know, you spend a little extra on a, on a vacation and you feel a little high class. But 37% of you just make up stories and enjoy telling people stories about your lives when you travel that aren't true. Oh, so they're like actors. <laughs> yeah. They're playing a role. Yes. They've created a show for themselves, yeah. a character. I would really, really like to talk to this 37% <laughs> because I would really like to, I would like to sit down and I would like to know some backstory because I would really hope that you're not just being real basic about it. Like I need some variety here yeah. in these made up stories. Like this yeah. is amazing. This definitely isn't me because I just don't like to talk to anybody that long. Uh, so I do love, if you, if I see you in, in person somewhere, please talk to me. I oh, love, yeah. I, he, I love meeting people in the RV Miles community. But I don't like sit and have a drink with somebody at the hotel bar that I've never met and learn their backstory. I don't get on an airplane and talk to the seatmate that I don't know about their history. No, mm -hmm. headphones go on, <laughs> headphones go on. No. If I sit down at the bar, no. the book goes open. There's real clear <laughs> walls get put up. Yeah. Like those are spots where I'm, I'm not really too keen to talk to anyone. Uh, but I will say, having just found, because you know, we did a mana. We did the RV Miles homecoming event, and one of the things we did was we took uh, everyone over to the Renaissance Festival, which I'm going to talk about. full of to, people making up stories about, about themselves. That. I'm going to get to that. I'll talk about it in a minute. But uh, what I that was the thing is I bet like a solid 37% <laughs> was at that fair, or you will find yeah. at a Renaissance Festival. Yeah. It was off the charts. Amazing. All right, what is in your fresh tank this week? My fresh tank, uh, some of you already know this because you watch our YouTube channel, but the Grand Design is going to be making motorhomes. A um, lot, of, lot of mixed reaction on, on the, uh, in the comment section for this video. Uh, I think it's a really good thing for the industry. I think it was bound to happen that Grand Design would eventually make motorhomes. They have become pretty much the biggest seller uh, of particularly fifth wheels in the given classes that they sell within. Uh, and I, I think it was just bound to happen being under Winnebago's umbrella because Grand Design was bought by Winnebago in 2016 uh, that eventually they'd make motorhomes because Winnebago makes a lot of motorhomes, uh, uh, both under the Winnebago brand and under the Newmar brand, which they also purchased a couple years ago. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see where these motorhomes fit into the lineup though, because you know, Winnebago doesn't really want to do this in a way that will cannibalize the sales of their other motorhome units. They wanna do it in a way that will sort of complement them, and they've said that. Uh, so it's gonna be really interesting to see what kind of motorhomes that Grand Design puts out, because you're only gonna see two or three of them, especially at first, and, uh, and I think you're probably not gonna see Class B RVs, because Winnebago, has a whole, mm -hmm. like, 10 of those. Uh, but I could be wrong, but I think it will be, I, I think it actually will be an interesting sort of foray into the market. A lot of, a lot of the comments, though, are about how Grand Design has really um, come down in quality a bit in the last few years, because Grand Design used to be this independent company known for bucking sort of the industry norm and and being really customer forward. And then they were bought out by Winnebago. So seeing um, 
a lot of people say that they used to be big fans, but the quality may have gone downhill. I never know if that stuff is real or not. Yeah. That if it's just a perception. But I there is this sense me, but there is this thing in me that that wonders if some of these startup RV companies sort of do everything that we wish they would do and sort of sell at a loss and don't make a profit mm -hmm. until somebody buys them out. And I wonder about companies like Brinkley, uh, which is a new big manufacturer of fifth wheels that everybody's really excited about. But the people that have founded Brinkley are people that sold companies to Winnebago before. Oh. So I wouldn't be surprised, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Brinkley four years from now is sold to Winnebago. Uh, but you know, I, I, this is why we've talked so much about we need a tool, we need a way to get real customer feedback and find out like what people are actually experiencing in a data-driven way so we can mm -hmm. sort of tally, okay, people are having X number of problems over X number of owners. Yeah. You know, because if there are more problems with Grand Design RVs out there right now, it could just be because there are a lot more Grand Design RVs out there right now because they are such a great seller. Yeah, absolutely. So, we do need one of those. Yeah. Someone should get on that. We're working on it. We're, <laughs> it's the plan. It's, it's the, the plan. plan. All right, what is in your black tank this week? So my black tank goes to uh, the state of Nebraska. So, <laughs> But not necessarily the people in Nebraska or the beautiful scenery of Nebraska, but the rocks and bugs that live in oh, Nebraska. Oh, boy. Okay? So listen, I had to drive for two days, did my whole uh, solo road trip. It was awesome. Highly recommend it. Uh, however, when I got into Nebraska, and I understand it is a long drive. I know that eight, going 80 miles an hour is appealing because it is a long stretch through Nebraska to get into northern, northwestern Colorado. Uh, but during that time, I had two things happen. Um, rock hit the windshield again. So now we have another chip. This has never happened to us on all of our travels. All of, and now all of our the vehicles. Course, over the course of like the last six months. The last time. We've had four now. Safe light repairs, safe light <laughs> replaces came to my house was when we were the on minivan. 1230 Argyle. Yeah. No, we, did, we had our minivan replaced here. Oh, did we? Uh, went, the whole windshield got replaced. Because remember, we got a big crack in it. But it was oh, not. Yes. It just. We don't, it wasn't in travels. It, it wasn't, wasn't a travel no, thing, it, it was local. Yeah, it was a local yeah. thing. And so that happens. And then at one point, um, I'm driving, I'm driving. And just know that in two days, I went through all the windshield wiper fluid. And that's not because I just love to just see that blue stuff go up there. I, and, I had just topped it all off for her, too. You just topped it off. I'm driving, and I'm, like, hearing, and I'm thinking, oh, no, this, like, you know, semi construction truck that was kind of up ahead. I was like, oh no, there's stuff coming off of it. I need to, I'm gonna back off a little bit more. Or I'm gonna get over and it's still going. And then I realize it is just bugs. It's bugs. It's so many bugs. It's a wall of bugs. And we Our had, truck looks like a crime scene. We had just, you know, oh. getting back in town after being in Alaska, we, worked so hard to clean the truck up really, really nice. And it looks worse than it did at any point oh in our journey over the last nine, it ten months. Was <laughs> I there I mean I kept every time I stopped for fuel, I would clean the windshield. 
And that wasn't enough. Within the next half hour, it just looked like I had just mowed down generations of, of one bug. It, it was, and they were very juicy and very <laughs> gross and very loud. I think you performed a service to the community. Thank I, you did for doing I, that. Did yes. I? Well, I'm glad I performed the service to the community, the highway community. You're welcome. All right. I, what is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, so my fresh tank, of course, goes to, I alluded to it earlier, I would like to go and send out a fresh tank to several people. I have several fresh tanks here. I would like to send a fresh tank out to our family, and especially our parents, for over the last two weeks for all the help that they provided us. My mom and dad took our kids for 13 days. Your dad and Tammy have welcomed us back into their home again while we're moving into our apartment. They have been just so instrumental in making that happen for us. My parents were amazing with the kids. They have been holding on to all of these things as well for us that we can take and have in our new apartment. We have a table now we don't have to buy we've just got lamps and all of my like oh I found and it's here my uh like Queen Elizabeth Renaissance gown that I bought from the Kansas City Repertory I found it in a thrift store when I was like 15 or 16 years old and it's I've talked about it before it's got like the big bell sleeves you know that you have to tie up at the shoulder what and it cinches and so I brought it and I have it it's in a bag full of all of my costumes from high school and so I brought it because I'd also like to give a fresh tank to all the people at that renaissance festival that we went to in Iowa except the one guy that was rude and called me a bad name which I will not repeat here but you were rude and you were rude to my friend um all of the people in costume that were living their very best cosplay 16th century life <laughs> while drinking warm craft beer. It was warm. It was warm. I don't understand what's happening. It was from uh, the local brewery in town, but it had not warmed up. It had not cooled down yet. So Jason grabbed us a couple. There was very warm. Although if you weren't drinking the warm craft beer, you were walking around with full bottles of wine, which yeah. I was like, are, did, okay. we, did we bring okay. it? Are no, we they were buying it over there. Were they buying it over tent? there with yeah. the, like, the funnel cakes yeah. and the turkey legs and the whole... Yeah. It was... We watched uh, jousting fights. We watched uh, like handheld combat. We went to the Scottish Highland Games. It was um, maybe not everybody's thing. It was not everybody's it thing. It wasn't even our thing, to walk really. around for an hour. Listen... I, it, it was fun to people watch. Um, it was definitely a big shout out to everyone who came to homecoming for going over there with an open mind <laughs> and fi finding joy in the, like embracing. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a part of Jason and I, like we weren't, aren't really run people and we didn't really do that. Like, you know, in theater, but it is this idea that it is, it is creating another world, and they we, were creating another world there. We and definitely know lots of those people. We know a lot of people, like, and those <laughs> people are beautiful humans, and we sat there many times, and I would either say to Jason, or I thought to myself, boy, this reminds me of XYZ. And so uh, it was a really lovely time. So just a fresh take out to all of you over the last, like, month who have been so instrumental in helping us achieve and work towards this goal of trying to make this transition from full-time to part-time RVing as painless as possible. Um, but it has certainly been stressful, but filled with a lot of uh, 
laughter and a lot of love. And we'll, uh, again, talk a little bit more about that over on Detour. All right, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast. Yes, it is. And thank you so much for joining us again this week. We are so happy to be back with you after being off for the last couple of weeks. If you want to talk further to Jason and I about anything in this episode, head over to the RV Miles Facebook group, tag us over there and ask us your question. And of course, of course, of course, of course, if you are enjoying the RV Miles Podcast, would you please do us a favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave RV Miles a five-star review. We are so close to crossing into one thousand three hundred reviews it is so rare to see a podcast on apple have over a thousand reviews so thank you so much to everyone who has already done that your support is putting us in front of a whole new generation of listeners so thank you thank you thank you thank you all right until next week enjoy the sunshine if you have it because i wish i had it i will not have it i will not have it for a very long time it's pretty it's fall the leaves are changing what are you talking about by the this time next week, it is barely going to be above 40. Put my sweater on. Oh, Love it. welcome everyone to sweater weather. <laughs> and keep logging those RV miles while you're wearing your sweaters.